Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. I get to talk with my friend, Mariah. You may remember her as Mariah Peters, or you may know her as Mariah Smallbone, but today we just get to know her as Mariah. She's an incredible Mexican-American recording artist, actress, producer from Los Angeles, and a longtime friend of mine. Mariah just released her first live EP, Live from the Quarry, on October 29th, which features guest appearances by her husband, Joel Smallbone, from For King and Country. I can't wait for y'all to hear all that she's been working on and learning and the wisdom she has to share with us today. So here is my conversation with my friend, Mariah. Mariah, will we, let's start here. There's a line over the O in your name because you're not Mariah like Mariah Carey. Moriah. I love that we're starting with this. I know. I just want to make sure we all say it correctly because I think I've said it <laughs> wrong since we met in 2012. It's okay. I don't take offense okay. whatsoever. But you it's... should see my Starbucks cups. What oh, they say. I'm sure. So when? What, so will you say it for me? Mariah. Mariah. Yeah, I it's subtle. Lean on the O. Yeah, you lean on it, but you're not like putting full weight on it. Okay. It's more of a shoulder <laughs> Got lean, it. like I'm your elbows leaning. on the shoulder. Got it. Mariah. Okay, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about, in 2012, we were on Girls of Grace. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, a million years ago. Do you remember wow. that we were in, I can, wow. I could not tell you what city we were in, the weekend y'all got engaged? Yeah, so that, yep, that would have been... Was that 13? 2013, 2012. No, 2013. Yes, 2013, because we were engaged for four months, and then we got married in July 2013. Y'all were engaged for four months? Yeah, hit it, quit it. Yeah, right. (laughs) I forgot it was that quick because, yeah, it was that spring. (laughs) Why prolong an awkward transition? Uh, Right. When you can just like, once you, was it hard for you to get like all the things in order you wanted for your? Oh, I didn't do anything. Okay. I'm not, I, I determined at the very beginning that I was going to release control because Mm -hmm. I wanted to actually enjoy the experience. Uh, So I had zero vision, zero Pinterest, zero involvement. It was my mom. Mom, my sister, and a girl that I went to high school with that just got certified as a wedding planner. Oh my gosh. And I said, you guys run with this. So when I showed up on the actual wedding day, I was like, look at these flowers. Look at this <laughs> venue. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. You are lying to me. It was just mm. all handled for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. awesome. And I wanted it to be my mom's day more yeah. than anything yeah. because, she, I mean, obviously my, I think traditionally, you know, the bride's parents pay for it. Yeah. And so... I feel like if you're paying for it, you should have ownership in it. Sure. And when my parents got married, they couldn't afford a wedding. So they got married on my mom's lunch break <gasps> and they didn't have money to pay the judge. So they gave him a bottle of tequila as payment and and that's how they got married. And she, she her boss didn't let her take the rest of the day off. She had to go back to work. Yeah. She got married at lunch and had to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. In a a courtroom. So I was like, Mom, Dad, this is for you. (laughs) And it's totally their day. It was their day. We just showed up. How long long had you and Joel been dating before that? How'd y'all meet? Y'all meet on the road? Three years. No, we met at Luke and Courtney's wedding. Oh, okay. You were friends with her already? Or you? Mm -mm. I didn't know either of them. Tell me more. How are you at the wedding? (laughs) You're like, like, how can I? (laughs) 
repeat this experience. How does what you know? That's right. I'm like, how does one yeah. meet someone at a wedding actually, where they do not know the bride or the groom? It's very doable. It's okay. very doable. I actually think that this process can be replicated, okay. and if anyone else can do it, please tell me because okay. I want to know. So, what's the system? So, I had a friend tell her husband to stay home. And I took the place of her husband as her plus one to this wedding. Did she want you to meet Joel? Because she wanted me to meet Joel. Got it. Okay. So she takes me to the wedding as her plus one. I know nobody. I'm totally a wedding crusher. And she has me meet Joel. But like, what better place to meet someone than at what a wedding? unbelievable bullseye so shot. So everybody <laughs> listening, invite <laughs> Annie right. to the wedding. <laughs> As your plus one and have your husband stay home. Right, right. Let me wing woman and it actually be you, the wing woman. I mean, your friend knew exactly who to set you up with. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, she she did feel like God told her okay. that, which I'm we'll really glad that. she didn't tell me that ahead of time because I would have been like, I think God. I think you misheard God or like, (laughs) don't tell me to do something that you said God told you to do because then I will be like, I don't want to do it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Totally. Totally. Because then you're like, you don't get to, God did. No. 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 no, no. Uh, Um, Okay. Dated three years, engaged four months. Yeah. Because we were out on, I think they were on Girls of Grace before you were. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so y'all were, I remember when y'all were dating and then literally y'all had gotten engaged that week and you came out that weekend. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I, I, Everybody on tour lost their minds. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so y'all live in Franklin. Mm-hmm. Are y'all Church of the City people? Yes-ish. My cousin, Matt Smallbone, yes. he he pastors a church in downtown Nashville. So we we like to say we go to support him. I think right. he's past the point of needing our support. <laughs> <laughs> and now we just go to like hang out with friends and family. Yes. And yeah, it's Okay, sweet. so tell me, when I think back to the day when— we were on the road together, 2013, yeah. 14-ish. Yeah. Now, tell me what you know about God now after being married for eight years and after the things life. you— Yes. Yeah. Like what, what life has been since the last time we were seeing each other every weekend. Okay. I will answer this question on the contingency that you have to answer it as Ooh, well. Okay. Because that's interesting. Okay. Like, to think about 2013 and the reality that we were living then and— what I thought of you then mm-hmm. and what you thought of me then. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to now. And there were, I mean, what, I think the last time we hung hung was like bar taco with yeah. Angela. Yeah. But like, yeah, let's compare. Okay. <laughs> let's compare what we've learned in the last eight years. Am I doing yeah. the math right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So 2013, I would have been 20. Nineteen twenty, and I. If if you're asking specifically what I thought about God, um, I would say that at that time, I pictured God being an older man who cared to protect me, but couldn't really relate to me, and would listen to me but not always speak and i just very much pictured a person mm. <laughs> fast forward a few years yeah and i think what's really beautiful is when you go through difficulty pain failure any of those things your god box gets 
blown up. Mm. And I think where I where I sit now with what I feel like God is in my life is it's it's not a person, it's not a man with a beard. It's yeah. <laughs> it's it's a being. It's light, it's love, it's male, it's female, mm-hmm. it's young, it's old. It's it's something that cannot be put inside of the frame of a body. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so much more and even my words fall short yeah. of describing like what God is and what God is in my life. Yeah. And it's Is that scary that box blown up? At first I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty terrifying when you when you when you come to grips with the idea that maybe this God that you have yielded your life to you don't fully know and you might not fully ever know. Wow. But this God will always know you. That's wow. a little scary. <laughs> right. But um I've found so much peace in the tension and so much peace in the mystery. And I think that actually impacts what we create and what we write. Like I think wow. it takes the lid off of what we think we are allowed to do as creatives. Because God, life, breath, music, creativity—it's all—it's all ebbing and flowing as as the same being, yes. you know, in my head and in my heart. So, your turn. <laughs> my gosh, you can't just throw that back because now I'm like <laughs> the mystery of how you perceive the mystery of God affects what you create. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is, I think so. I think that's fascinating. That idea mm-hmm. of the more mysterious He gets, it's, for me. The more mysterious he gets, the better my work gets, I think. Mm-hmm. Does that feel true? And the more you feel like you're able to do. Yeah. Why would you not be able to do something? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. My answer would be in 2013, <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, that year was a really hard year for me. That's probably one of my lowest years. Uh, family things went wow. sideways. Relationship went sideways. Uh-huh. Work was hard. We were working really hard. Oh, yeah. And, but not in a, I didn't have good rhythms yet. I didn't have good resting rhythms. I didn't have good team around. I mean, I, there wasn't, I didn't have a bad team around me. I didn't have a team around me. Yeah. Yeah. You were (laughs) DIY. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. and so it was, Mm -hmm. the pace was pretty wild. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't look fondly on that year in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. obviously. Being friends with you was a highlight. Being on that road, being on the road was a highlight. Some of the stuff we did in Orlando was a highlight. Like mm-hmm, there were great moments, mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. But so where I sit today, you know, I got asked this question a couple of times on our uh, podcast tour we did in June. Mm-hmm. And the thing I know now that I don't think I've known for a long time is that God hears us every time we pray. Mm. Like I just feel like that has been a really significant. I don't know that I thought he didn't hear me all the time when I was in 2013, but I remember feeling like I had to work harder to get to him. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And now it's much more like, oh, you've always heard me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you're always listening. So yeah. I think that's yeah. a pretty significant shift for me. It yeah. has changed how I pray. Yeah. It's made me more careful and more brave. <sighs> right? Yeah. Because it's because like, when things don't go your way, it's right. not that God didn't hear you. It's that <laughs> So that there There's a reason yes. that it didn't go that way. Yes. He, there was a protection. Yeah. There there's this visual, there's this visual that I I got at this in a similar season is what you're describing yeah. of like 
I mean, I remember very specific prayers of, you know, the like, you know, the movie scenes when you're in your car and you're crying and it's nighttime and you're just like, you just feel like you're in, you're landing in that scene in A Walk to Remember where he's just crying and she's in the hospital and nothing is working. Yeah. Like that moment when you feel like God is not hearing I mean, I think I literally said the words, why aren't you answering me? Why don't you hear me? And after kind of coming to the other end of that season, I had this visual of like, I I sketched this in my journal because I didn't want to wow. forget. I'm a terrible sketch artist, by the way. I was banging on the door, you know, the whole thing, like knock and he will listen. Yeah. Like, You're not listening. And I was banging on this door and on the other side of the door, I pictured God like pressing into the door to keep me from opening it. I'm like, what is going on? Let me in. Like, help. Like, listen. And on the other side of the door in the room that God is in, that he's trying to protect me from, there are like flames and a raging fire. And that that changed the way I go to God with my asks because then it's no longer demanding that he'll do what, I want him to do. It's mm-hmm. more going, if this is the right thing, great. If not, you're protecting me from something mm-hmm. that I do not need to be exposed mm-hmm. to. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I have a friend who says he's either protecting you from or protecting you for, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so if this thing's going sideways, you're getting protected from or protected for. That's so good. And that is like so helpful, so I think. Mm-hmm. I I think the last two years with all that's gone on from – COVID to the racial injustices coming to light to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just the back and forth of government and politics, all the things, and how the church is struggling, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it has been harder to keep God in a box. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like everybody's box has at least gotten like turned on the side and he's like leaked out a little bit. <laughs> Right? Just oozing. Yeah, yeah. There's a hole. Did you feel like 2020 changed your thoughts on him? Did y'all have stuff canceled? I'm sure. Because your husband, Joel, sorry, we didn't establish. Your husband, Joel's in for King and Country. Yeah. And they had tons Um, off the road. I mean, 2020 quarantine, that was the most time Joel and I have ever spent together in a condensed period of time. Like the first year we were married— he had 250 plus shows. I had 150 plus shows. And so we've always lived in this rhythm of just like being apart uh-huh. um, and staying connected through FaceTime, through calls, whatever. And having that time was like, oh, this is this is what it's like to be our neighbors where mm. he's a dentist and she's the front desk receptionist. <laughs> yeah. And like they see each other every morning and yeah. every day yeah. and every night. That was really, really special yeah. um, just to have that time together. I think during that time, we have this this wall at our house that's, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the chalk paper that you can yeah, roll yeah. out and like yeah. draw on it. And we've called it our prayer wall. And yeah. so we've writ- written different prayers over the years. And the very specific prayer we both had for that season was, God, take us to the needs of our community. What are the needs wow. of our community? And why? I think because, you know, I think proximity breeds empathy. And 
where we live, you know, I grew up in 909951 LA. Like mm-hmm. I I grew up in a very diverse culture where I was exposed to people with money, people without money, people who were white, Asian, Filipino, Korean, black, Mexican, everything. Yep. And and where we live now, it's a bit more monolithic. Mm-hmm. And the people the people in our community, it's harder to see the need. The need is is right. less obvious. Right. And you can only imagine that in a time like quarantine and people being out of work that there's a lot of need and it just felt like we were looking for it and we couldn't find it yeah and so we prayed that prayer during that time and I kind of pictured God answering that prayer by like taking us to like soup kitchens or you know places where you could package and distribute food which Thankfully, to thanks to Church of the City, which is that your church yeah. too? No, Cross this, Point. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you're from, you've spoken at Church totally. of the City. Like, Love it. It's super uh, that connecting with our cousin's church in that time really helped us meet some of those practical needs yes. of like going and serving in the, like the food for the hungry right. places, and and that was really good. Something that was an additional need to that that we didn't realize that we would be called to was building community. Mm. So actually bringing people together who in a time where everyone's isolated and like in their silos, we're not the like small group people where mm-hmm. cer- I'm not like the Bible or like devotional group person. Like I <laughs> I just, I don't really like that. Yeah. If I'm going to join a team, it's going to be for playing basketball and probably nothing else. Um, So I did not anticipate this being a need that we could serve, but we we now have like a big group of people that are from Franklin, Nashville, and we all come together once a month and it's going to start being twice a month. Um, But we just do life together and we ask questions. Some of us are in music, some of us are in finance, some of us are in jobless, you know, it's like, it just, it kind of spans the whole gamut. And it was just interesting to know that a need in our community would actually be community. Yes. That is, I mean, so when that prayer gets answered like that, what do y'all do on the wall? Do you change anything on the wall? Do you mark it? Or do you just Just go like, there it is. That's the thing. We just, Mm -hmm. we saw God do that. Sometimes I'll put a date by when I write it. And it's interesting to see, like, I think my ratio, my average right now is like, God takes like at least a year to answer. (laughs) Girl, you are not (laughs) At least. At least. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our incredible partners, Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If statistics work the way I think they do, then that means that some of you, our friends listening, are affected as well. If that's you, hear me. You are not alone. There's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. With many users raving that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but restored their confidence too. I love that. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth, and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. No matter your stage in life, Nutrafol's got a solution. If your thinning hair is due to stress or dieting or overstyling or even environmental toxins, Nutrafol Women is ideal for you. While Women's Balance is formulated with additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. 
Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com slash TSF, like that sounds fun, to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order, you guys. So get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash T-S-F. And now back to my conversation with Mariah. So I have a similar thing. I have those big sticky notes. You yes. Know, those really big ones. Yes. I have one from last year and I have one from this year and I will go and write on it. Yes. It's how I remember to pray for other people because otherwise I'll be selfish all the time yeah. and only pray for myself. Yeah. And last night I made a video for someone because I went back to a thing from last year that the Lord has answered. And I, because I always write the word answered over oh, the prayer. Oh, I love and that. And so then I sent that. it. Oh, have it. Uh, and then I sent it to the person who's the answer prayer. I was like, I want you to see. I'm going to cry saying this to you. I want you to see that this has been, I wrote this in here, March of 2020, February Mm -hmm. of 2020, Mm -hmm. and today you're the answer. And now you're the answer. And so I get to write answered over this thing I've been praying for Mm -hmm. for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so if I don't write those things up there, I don't remember how much God answers us. Yes. Right? Yes. And I wish everyone would do that. Yeah. It's changed my prayer life. Well, and I wouldn't have done it if someone didn't tell me to. Yeah. My mentor was like, write your prayers. The way yeah. she does it, she has a clothesline. Oh, And wow. she hangs things on the yeah. clothesline. But it's like, if you don't see it, it's hard to believe yeah. it. How'd you find a mentor? People ask about mentors oh all the time. gosh. Oh, I am so glad you asked that oh, question. Good. Do you have a mentor? Yes. Okay. So you know you know the, the struggle to find yes. one. Yes. Uh, at least a good one is hard right, to find. Right. You know, I started praying for a mentor. Um, I mean, it's funny. Speaking of prayers, yeah. like I specifically have had seasons where I've asked for very specific, like I prayed for years when I first moved here in 2010 for friends because yeah. I left behind an amazing group of friends in California. Yeah. And it just took years. It took time. Yeah. And now I feel like I have amazing friends in my life. And I started praying for a mentor probably, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to say a year. It, 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 it was a couple years ago at least. Wow. And, and what's funny is when you start praying for things, you really become aware of it. It's like when you want a car, you want a specific car and you start driving around and like seeing that car, you want a specific dog and like you can't, you just see Great Danes everywhere. Uh-huh. It's like, it's a thing. I started praying for a mentor and I felt like I would meet women and it was like, oh my gosh, wow, like she seems like maybe she could be the one, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like this yeah, like yeah. hopeful thing. Yeah. And I had several, several women that I like wanted to pigeonhole into this, like I want them to be a mentor for me. Yeah. One of them was just blatantly disinterested. The other, <laughs> the other, I started getting to know her and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. Like she's so much older than me. Like there's so much wisdom. And she gave me her number. It feels yeah. like dating. How sad and pathetic is this? No, that's not at all. But that's exactly how it this feels. This is what it felt like. So yeah. She gave me her number. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're connecting. Maybe yeah. she wants to connect more. And she, 
I had texted her asking if she could meet up because I was going to be in her area. And I was like, hey, can you can I take you to lunch? She never texts back. I text another time, never texts back. And then she ended up texting me finally and saying, hey, what's your address? And I was so excited. Like maybe yeah. she wanted to visit or something. Yeah. And I sent her my address and she's like, great. I'm sending you a pre-release of my book. I can't wait for you to promote it. Do you think you could put a tweet out about it? And I was like, oh, gosh. You just want me for my assets. This wasn't me, was it? <laughs> I'm just making oh sure. Right? <laughs> Did I do this to you? No. <laughs> Could you imagine if I was like an Annie? An Annie? Her do name, you remember? Her initials were A D. <laughs> Man, that is brutal. That the only oh, pushback so is, will you please? Can I? Oh, use it was your so assets? painful. Yeah. It was so painful. So oh. then I got to the point where I was like. God, I think I just need you to be my mentor yeah. because it's not working. Yeah. And I kind of gave up on the prayer, to be honest. I like wow. put the prayer back on the shelf and I was like, I'm just going to leave this for a little bit because it's a little painful. And then I met a woman and uh, we we went out to lunch in Franklin and she doesn't live here, but it was funny. I kind of put another little feeler out on, and it was, it was on a more collaborative effort. It yeah. was like do you want to work with me on fill in the blank? Yeah. And she was like, no, no, huh. I don't. And I was like, okay, um, great. Sounds good. That's uh, fine. Yeah. And she was, and but she was, she said, you know, Mariah, prayers are like vases or vases, depending on how fancy you are. Uh-huh. You grab them. You can look at them. And sometimes God has you fill it with something. Sometimes he has you set it on a table. Other times he has you just put it back on the shelf. She's like, I think this is something that you just need to put back on the shelf. And I was like, okay. Oh, wow. And I think a year went by and I went to Australia with Joel and I came back from that time, which was device detoxing for like three weeks. It was great. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And the second I landed back in the States, the first thing on my mind was call her. Yeah. I was like, this is random woman. Okay, sure. Yeah. Ended up calling her. Long story short, she's the woman that we ended up inviting into our podcast, Becoming Us. And her husband mentors Joel, and they mentor us in marriage yeah. and in life. And it's so, so helpful to have people in that position. But but here's what I would say to anyone who's praying for a mentor and yeah. who's in that season of either like longing or feeling like disappointed is God's not going to give you anything that you will make an idol out of. And I think in this season where I was desperately wanting a mentor, it was because I wanted someone to tell me how to live my life. I wanted someone to like run every decision by who could just be that filter for me. And God's like, why would I do that? Why would I give you something that's going to fill the role that I'm supposed to fill? So by the time I ended up connecting with Carrie, I realized that even mentors are going to disappoint you. They're going to yes. fail you. They're going to hurt you. They're very human, just They're like us. Very yeah. human. Yeah. And I can pour into my mentor just as much as she can pour that's into good. me. Yeah. No one is better than someone else. Yes. You know. Yes. So that's my mentor story. That's great. I love it. people. Just I mean, it, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm laughing as you're talking because I'm like, it sounds so much like dating. Yeah. Like yes. it, the whole thing. It's like yes. it is like friendships are that way. Yes. Dating is that way. Finding a mentor is that way. You have to be vulnerable. You have to 100%. try people that do not work. You have to let go in order to be handed anything. I mean, it, it, you are the you bridge are, between mentor and marriage is not far to cross. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like 
Homeboy's right. gonna fail me just as right. often, just as human. Right. Yeah. I often am like, the Lord rescued the guy who I'd have married at 22. Because I would have crushed him. I would have absolutely crushed him with my expectations and my, like, making him God yes. for me. I would yes. have crushed him. Yes. He may have survived it emotionally, but I can't be sure. I can't and then, be sure. And then he would have disappointed you, and then you would have been crushed. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. The it's Lord is thing. kind in how he handles all of it. My mentor here in Nashville, she's mm-hmm. just incredible. And it's very similar of, like, we shared worlds, and we just started spending time together. And suddenly I was like, oh, I'm asking her about everything. Yeah. So can we like make this? Because then you have to DTR too. You have to say, DTR! here is. Oh my God. Right? Because I do that with the girl. Yeah. I mean, people have heard us talk about me talk about this before, but Nancy is who mentors me and Becca is who I mentor kind okay. of. I mean, we're. Okay. Both of them are kind of loosey goosey as far yeah. as like, I am not the person who mentors Becca. But, right. but we spend time together intentionally talking about God and life. That's good. And same with me and Nancy. Yeah. But there is a point where you DTR to say, Hey, this this relationship isn't casual to me. Mm-hmm. Like this this is an invest. This is the thing I'm invested in. Yeah, I think that just makes for it. It it's not pressure on either party. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. going like I'm not saying we're committed. and We can have to see each other every week for the rest of forever. Yeah, but yeah. I also won't ghost you. That's so good, right? That's so good. Ghosting, source. Oh. Can you imagine? Ghost culture. Oh, I hate it. Okay, let's talk about life from the quarry because that is why you're here. We're just being friends and catching up. Well, that's not why you're here. You're here because I adore you. But life from the quarry is unbelievable. The thing about your music and what you make is you do not keep anything in the box. You don't keep God in the box. You don't Mm -hmm. ask yourself to stay in the box Mm -hmm. of who you are 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And you don't make your art stay in a box. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so fun. So will you describe Life from the Quarry for us? Because it's not like just an album. I mean, it is, but it's not like just music. Well, oh my gosh, maybe you need to say more things because I need to compose myself because what you just (laughs) said was like... Oh, it's just you only... But only someone, only someone who has like been a witness yes to the journey of the past decade could say what you just said yeah. <sighs> well it's true sucking back in the tears <laughs> get back in there get back in there i don't know I, I all i've tried i should start with this i have tried to quit music so many times wow i have tried to to step away, I have, and 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 I've and I've always done it not because I'm running towards something, which is how I think God wants us to move, but because I was running from something. I was always running from fear or a wow. disappointment or feeling trapped or, you know, you name it. Um, and all all I can say about the journey of the past ten years is. I've tried my very best to hear the voice of God yes. and and stay yes. in tune with what what God is trying to teach me. My name Mariah is Hebrew and it literally means God is my teacher. Wow. And I've always tried to be <laughs> wow. a student of yes. life and to take everything that's come my way as a valuable lesson. And I think if you can return to an institution where you've experienced pain and hurt without bitterness in your heart, then you have truly overcome it. Mm. 
And that's how I feel. Like about music. Yeah. About, about the industry. About industry, about yeah. all of it. It's like. Wow. You know, I first started this journey as an artist when I was 17 years old. Like I moved out here without family. Yeah. Knowing one woman, the woman who introduced me to Joel. Yeah. <laughs> She's awesome. And, uh, and I, I was susceptible to naivety and all kinds of things that happen when you just like get or jump out of the nest yes. and and yes. <laughs> and and you're jumping into a place that's completely new and unfamiliar like I didn't know that it was possible to have a, a career in this line of work until I was 17 I just didn't know that that was a thing right. You know, I grew up in L.A. where your options were like judge, lawyer, teacher, doctor, nurse, and policewoman. Like that that was it. Um, So I think I had to go through my different seasons of confusion, um, especially because I I never asked for it. I never – you know, I have friends who are artists who are like from the time that they were who knows how old. It's just like they're singing and all they want to do is be singers and be on a stage and be artists. And they're just writing songs all the time. And they love music. And like that, like I love corporate America. Like mm. I love our legal system. Yeah. I love I love academics and, yeah. and, and universities. Like this was not part of my plan. And so to step into such a foreign place, it, it took a long time for me to experiment, learn. It was really my college education, you know, working with different labels and figuring out what goes into creating a record, what goes into branding and marketing a project. Mm. And and I did it in Christian music. And there was a time where I, you know, did that with some other lovely women and musicians and producers yeah. uh, in a project called Trala and alt pop genre. And Which then, is very fun. That stuff so was so fun. good. It oh still is. Gosh. There's no was to it. I love Trala it. Trala was so fun. Such fun music. I love it. I yeah. love it. And, and it's like, very. Let's go be Destiny's Child. Like, let's go. I feel like Trala is very you because we literally <laughs> pulled the word Trala out of a children's nursery rhyme book. Brilliant. And the song was like Trala la oats and beans. Trala la. I was like, oh my gosh. The, of course you're gonna so love that. Fun. Yeah. Of oh, course I you're gonna love it. That. When you released all that, I was like, let's go. Oh, it's a blast. It's yeah. a blast. I still and and I I think God taught me so much in that mm. season that now I. I have carried it into this new project. Right. And you can't be what you can't see. If it wasn't for me you can't spending be what you can't see. Amen. If it wasn't wow. for me spending years with Jesse Jones, Julian Norolov, Carrie Carpenin, and watching them track their own drums, write their own lyrics, produce yeah. their own demos. Yeah. And like I felt like I was doing the least in that group, honestly. Wow. Like I was sitting back watching these women and just going like Oh my gosh, subconsciously something was growing there that yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And like then, you needed that to get here. I mean in a thousand ways. It yeah. wasn't I mean, it wasn't the plan. Right. I thought I thought after trial, I was like, all right, I've done my dash. Wow. But 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 looking back, yeah, I I look at that and I'm like, gosh, like hats off to those women for investing their time and giving me you know, or investing in me as an artist and in allowing me to get my 10,000 hours of yes. watching and learning and yes. realizing that there's so much that I can do that I thought I wasn't allowed to. Wow. 
Wow. Okay, so that says to me. Yes, what does that, that say to What you? that says to me mm-hmm. is that where you're wanting to go now, you just feel like you have a better understanding of the lane? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I think I I feel like for the first time I'm creating art that is for other artists as well. Oh, like that's it's so it's, good. It's not it's you know, when I mm-hmm. when I first started writing this music, I had zero intention of sharing it with really? anybody. Yeah. You were just I, writing it home to write it home. I needed therapy. Right. I needed therapy and I had never gone away and written a song by myself or, you know, tracked a demo on my own. I'd never done any of that. And so I don't know why it took 10 years, but it did. And and as I got into that process, I was writing songs out of like, I need something to help me feel Mm. the – the lack of trust that I feel. Mm. I need I need to write a song that reminds me that I'm known, seen, loved because that's the last thing I feel right now. Wow. You know, I need a song that reminds me of my worthiness. Yeah. And I would just like sing these songs to myself, literally driving in my car. I was about to say, playing like, an instrument? No, just singing. No, just driving in my car. Like, again, with the driving in the car and crying thing, right. I don't know why this is such a common theme for me. <laughs> How embarrassing. Uh, same, same. <laughs> It is when I lived in Scotland and I didn't have a car. I was like, "Where do I cry and sing? Where do I cry?" Yes, yes, yeah. I would, I would cry and I would sing. I will strengthen myself by trusting in you. Oh, bless! And I would just like, I'm like these poor people like driving up next to me in front of the Green Hills Mall are probably like, "Who is this psychopath having a mental breakdown in her car?" All my cares (laughs) upon you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I didn't have any plan of sharing this with anybody. Yeah. And, and it wasn't until I played some of these demos for my husband, yeah. my manager, and my parents that wow. that I started to get feedback from them. And my mentor was yeah. probably the straw that broke the camel's back of like, you need to share this with people. Wow. So that's a unique process because as artists, a lot of times we're thinking, oh, we need to save people. We need to help people. We need to write songs that like encourage other people. Yeah, I had zero of that. And you can wow. call that selfish. You can call that yeah. wrong. But mm-hmm. I, I, I literally was writing this for myself so I could survive. And yeah. then when I got to the end of it, I looked at what God had given me, these little treasures that he had given yeah. me. And I'm just like, who am I? to keep these all to myself. And in the process of releasing them, what I'm hoping happens is that, and what I'm already seeing happening because people are being, it's so sweet. Just people's responses. Like I hope that people can feel validated in their struggles and that they don't have to be embarrassed for some of the questions that they're asking and that asking the question is part of the process that God wants us to go through. And that creatives and other artists can be encouraged to know that they can produce and write their own music as well. Like you have it in you. Yes. Hey friends, just taking a quick break to tell you about one of our amazing partners, KiwiCo. The holidays are all about coming together and creating the magic of the season. Sure, you can buy ornaments, and I support that. But isn't building your own so much more fun? This year, KiwiCo invites your family to make the holidays a little more hands-on, all while learning a thing or two along the way. Give a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. 
I just got a couple of Kiwi crates in the mail and I am real excited to build this domino machine with one of my mini BFFs. In fact, I'm going to show you the process on my Insta stories in a couple of days after we do the crate. I love opening these boxes with the kiddos because every single thing is included. Their eyes light up, their instructions are written with them in mind, so it totally empowers and encourages their creativity from the second they open it. Your child or mini BFFs can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every month. I'm serious that KiwiCo Day will be their favorite day of the month. And y'all, these boxes are full of seriously high-quality materials. So cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones, even without leaving home. From discovering the science behind magic tricks to engineering a domino machine and more, their pride and accomplishments spark creative confidence for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. So this holiday season, give the gift of a fun, hands-on holiday experience with KiwiCo. You get 50%, that's 50% off, you guys, your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with the code that sounds fun at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KIWICO.com, promo code that sounds fun. And I've got one last amazing partner to share with you, Chime. Okay, has this ever happened to you? Your online checking account balance is running low. You may have made some purchases. This is a story I know too well. And accidentally overdraw your account. It happens. <laughs> you know what's less than helpful? A $33 overdraft fee. I imagine we can all agree that overdraft fees have gotten way out of hand. In 2019, traditional banks took $11 billion in overdraft fees. You guys, $11 billion? That's infuriating. Well, thank goodness Chime does things differently. Chime is an award-winning app and debit card that has saved its members more than $10 billion in overdraft fees with SpotMe fee-free overdraft. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no fee. Now, you deserve to have financial peace of mind. Join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up takes like two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score at all. So get started today at chime.com slash that sounds fun. That's chime.com slash that sounds fun. Banking services are provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank, NA, members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. Chime member overdraft fee savings based on eligible members' use of SpotMe versus $33 average overdraft fee. Overdraft fee data based on bank rate checking account survey and CRL June 2020 overdraft fees report. And now back to finish my conversation with Mariah. It's such a 2021 thing that that you don't have to do an album with 12 songs. You didn't have to have, it doesn't have to be this package deal like we're used to seeing. That's what that's what I. That's what makes you you. Mm. It's like you're like no. Here I'm going to hand you a visual album. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hand you these three songs, mm-hmm. and tell you how deep they are to mm-hmm. me. Right. So will you explain the visual part? I think it's so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'd love to. I when we first started talking about releasing these songs and sharing them with people, you know, I, I've just had my little demos that I've yeah. made like in my room at my house yeah. on my laptop right. and sometimes in a barn. Yeah, because at that point you've got to be like, 
do I do nine more songs? Is this this is this an album yeah. that I'm going to spend another two years on? Right, right. right. But I, I think what happens is we go through seasons uh-huh. where God wants to teach us a very specific lesson, like yes. in a time, yes. and there's like a beginning, middle, and end to yes. that. And I, I wanted, I didn't want to wait until I was in my next season to like share this stuff. So I'm like, I'm still in this. I'm still learning to trust my word for my year. I just turned 29 and my word is trust. Do you do it around your birthday? I do it every birthday. Me too. I don't do do it it on New Year's. Yes. I'm July 7th. I don't even touch January. I'm like, I don't have any thoughts on January. July is when my year starts. July 7th. That's my, that's my wedding anniversary. It is. That's so I remember that. I know that's true. That's so cute. Oh, I, I love know. that. Yeah, so it's so like on we're your still birthday. In so it. trust is your word. Trust is my word for the next 365 days. And God has already been like showing me all <laughs> these know. things. And I'm like, oh, girl, got trust issues. I know. That's that's the problem, is whatever the word is, it's always like it cha- yeah. ouch, ouch, ouch. You're that like, you already mean. know. You're like, oh yeah, no. Yeah. God, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yes. I'm scared. Yes. It's true. But you know, in the process of having conversation of like, what do we do with these demos, right? What do we do with this collection of songs? I said, okay, well, we can either like fully produce them and just give them as like a studio project. Right. Or, and this was a beautiful and brilliant, I I can't take credit for this of my husband's saying, why don't we, why don't we do a live version in a season where people are not doing things live? Like, because we're all on lockdown, yeah. let's do a live version. Yeah. And, and and the only way that you can do it is being outside right. because it's like of all the regulations. Yes. So I was like, interesting. Uh-huh. Where I got excited was when I realized that you can communicate things visually that you can't necessarily communicate with a microphone. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. you know, for the song Trust, I asked my friends to come and you know, sing background vocals for it. Tiffany, Torsha, Bethany. And these are amazing women that I trust and that I know well and um, are incredibly talented. But I felt like I want to not just sing about trust. I want to tell you, Tiffany, Torsha, and Bethany, the story of why I struggle to trust. And then I want us to collectively come up with some choreography and some movement to Mm. communicate what trusting can Mm -hmm. look like. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it sounds cheesy to say choreography. It's not like we're like, I will strengthen myself. (laughs) We're not doing that. But there's there's movements and there's transitions and there's visual elements to how we can lean on each other and how we can stand side by side and how we can lift our hands at the same time and just things to help communicate that, that trust can be visual as well. I'm a visual learner. So I had so much fun with like visually communicating every song, talking about colors and wardrobe and movements and, and the sounds that we would use. It was just a blast. That's incredible. And were they, are they on all three songs? Or just on trust? Yes. They're on all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And did you literally record it outside of a quarry? I did. Did you do the one in Franklin? Is it the one where that venue is now? Yes, that super cool venue. That it is w- so cool. Unreal, yeah. unreal. Except uh, the parking. The okay, I haven't been to an event, dude. Is the parking insane? I need you to know that oh, no. the, that leaving because it's a, <laughs> they have put this incredibly cool like Red Rocks feeling. I oh, mean, yeah. I know it's not Red yeah. Rocks, but Red Rocks feeling venue. It's a rock amphitheater. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's in a quarry. It's mm-hmm. down in the basement of Franklin mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. There is like one road in and out. 
And people, the other night after Jonas Brothers, some people waited two and one half hours to get out of the parking lot. Can you imagine? One guy's, one of my buddies' car did not move for one hour. So now he knows what it's like to live in LA. (laughs) This is good. This is good good awareness. (laughs) But what I've seen of the visuals, I mean, that's that's where I thought it was. That is the coolest. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm so honored that they let us film there. The owners are fellow Californians and believers and wonderful, wonderful people. Um, And then my brother-in-law filmed it. He directed Uh it. And then my friend, who's also a 951 SoCal girl, produced it and did a phenomenal job. And then my neighbor... His name is Todd. Yeah. My sweet little neighbor was the music director. <laughs> I talk about him like he's like 79. Yeah, is he? He's not. I'm he's the like, old guy he's in the just holiday. He's a little bit older than me. He's so <laughs> sweet. But it's, I think it's because he talks like this and he okay. says, well, Mariah, if you want to go to the major seven right there, then we can do that. So he's just oh so sweet, gosh. you know? I love it. And he like builds fences yeah. full time. <laughs> he just MD'd and then, for and me. And on the side is on the, the music oh, director yeah. for your album. I mean, he's MD'd for like Passion and Lauren and all these crazy things, but he just really loves building fences now. Yeah. So oh, my he did me a favor. Our town <laughs> is full of the best people. I know. It's just absolutely the I best. I I love that you know the owners of that venue. I bet their parking problem has been a real problem for their oh, hearts. I'm sure. Yes. I'm Everybody sure talks that they're sleep. sorting it out. Yeah. They're losing sleep. Yeah, about the, it, I'll tell you the you. trick. Are you ready for when you go? You need to flying look cars. up the oh, sorry. <laughs> flying cars. Sorry, sorry. Get a VIP parking pass. Mm-hmm. No, look up the playlist for the concert on Spotify, and leave with two songs left. That's smart. And then you get out of that's there. Really smart. And then be sorry that you missed their biggest song because that's the one they're going to do at the encore anyway. Yeah, you can hear it on the radio. In it's like minutes. Disneyland. Like, do yes. we really need to stay and watch the fireworks show at the end, <laughs> or should exactly we it. skip the it crowds? Is the exact same conversation Such a you dilemma. need to have with yourself until oh. they triple the entrances and exits. Such a dilemma. <laughs> okay, so also you and Joel, who I adore. You know how much I love your husband. Don't um, we all? He's just so he kind. He is adorable. He's so, able to be adored yes, by all. Yes, and he's so Australian. Mm-hmm. And he just like kisses me on the cheek every time I see him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm his grandmother and his best friend. <laughs> it's the sweetest. I just love him so much. Okay, so y'all have the number one uh, Access More podcast mm-hmm. becoming us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And y'all bring guests on. Uh no. Never. No, just Carrie. You, just, oh, just her. Just my mentor. Okay, yeah. but mostly it's the two of y'all just sitting down and talking. I know. Do you love it? I I can't believe we did it. Yeah. Like I still look back and I'm just like, oh my gosh, we laid it all <laughs> bare, didn't we? We had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's oh my gosh. So good. But you know what's really great is I going back to the prayer we prayed during quarantine, which yeah. was God take us to the needs of our community. It is such a need. It is yeah. such there's there there are so many resources out there for people who are dating. Yeah, so many resources out there for people who are you know raising children. Yeah, this weird in between of like being married or being in a like super committed relationship yeah. and not having kids yet and just learning how to do life together and creatively collaborate and believe in one another and believe in yourself and what is God and all of this and, and like all of that. There's like 
this many resources. Like if wow. you're not watching, I'm putting my thumb <laughs> yes. and my finger together and it's tiny. About not an even inch an apart. Inch. Yeah, not, not even, even an not inch. Even. And and when we started researching, because Access More approached us and asked yeah. if this is something what we wanted to do, sure. of course both of our answers immediately were no. Right. Because um, <laughs> we try to be super, you know, private just about yeah. life in general. But I started doing research and and I found that most of the things out there for like committed relationships and partnerships were very candy coated sugar rainbow like marriage is awesome and we love each other and we're so in love yeah everything's amazing (laughs) and I do one thing and he does one thing and we just live our lives and it's great like it's and that's the voice that I heard that's the tone that I heard and everything that I was reading and watching and I was just like god oh like often I think god frustrates us in the areas that we're supposed to do something about it oh boy and so I got frustrated. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if we're going to do this, there's there's two criteria. One, we're, we are not doing this without a mentor. We wow. have to have a mentor because we're young. We've been married for eight years. We don't have kids. What do we know about life really? Mm. Not a lot. Mm. All we can do is share our current experiences and yeah. our stories. And I want to leave the wisdom piece yeah. to the one who has walked through all yes. the things, yes. you know? And then two, I I wanted to be 100% raw and real and authentic. Yeah. I, I didn't want to shy away from the truth. I didn't mm. want to shy away from the things that have been hard and challenging. Yeah. And I think that that's, those are the two things that have really resonated with people because yeah. people who have binged the show and yeah. like watched it and we have more people come up to us in real life talking about becoming us than yes. than our own music. We yes. were on the top of the highest mountain in Maui and some random person comes up to us and is like, I loved becoming us. I was like, this is so weird. But I think it's because we've stepped into it, raising our hands and saying, we don't know yeah. everything. Yeah. All we know is our story. Yeah. And let's step into these questions together. Yeah. Will y'all do any more? Was it one season? I don't know. Yeah. I would like to do. Yeah. I would like to do more, but there's so many things that we want to do. So yes. it's just like It's like which a good one? offering. It's a good offering <laughs> yes. that you did one yes. beautiful. I mean, you don't you can finish an album and walk away and come back and do another album later. So yes. the same is true with podcast seasons. Yes. You can go, here's the offering. Yes. We did it. Yes. It exists. We yes. could do it again. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank um, you. Okay, Mariah, I love you so much. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> I'm so you. glad you're here. What a treat. You're Duh, come back anytime you want to, please. Sweet. Our last question we always ask. I love because it. the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. I love this question so much. Ooh, Okay. So I think the the first thing that comes to mind, and maybe it's because it's the most recent, is just what I did for my birthday last weekend. Oh, yes. Tell me. Because it was so fun. It was so fun that the day I came home from California, I took three naps in one day. (laughs) I was like a little puppy who was exhausted from nursing on its mother's teeth for six hours. I was warm, (laughs) covered in milk. I was breathing hard and sleeping. It was just so sweet. Okay, so this this was the weekend. Sorry to get detailed with that. That was very graphic. Um, We're here for it. I loved it. We know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Okay, so on Saturday, 
I went to Disneyland. Okay. Spent 14 hours there. With whom? Who's, who are you with? My husband. Yes. My, t- my two neighbors. Yeah. So Todd, the guy I was telling you oh, yeah. about, the precious Todd MD. Wife. Todd who builds fences. <laughs> Todd and his wife, Savannah. Uh-huh. Besties. Love yes. them. Um, and Joel's really good friends with Todd, which, like, it's hard for him to make friends. So sweet. So they are, like, yeah. little buddies. And then my friend Amanda. And then my best friend since I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. Jamie D. Uh-huh. So we all went, and then our sweet friends Tori and Andre met us there at the end of the day. Oh, good. But it was literally 14 hours of fun. Just so oh, so I can't imagine much. 14 hours of just falling out at Disneyland. Oh. Also, a pro tip, because yes. there's a big difference between Disneyland and Disney World. Yes. Okay, Disneyland is the original. Yep. Like, literally, Walt Disney and his wife had a little apartment above the fire station there that they would, like, live in. Yeah. You guys, the Disneyland is the OG place where it's magic. No offense, but Disney World is a little commercialized. <gasps> yeah, Dis- I've only been to Disneyland once Oh, because I grew up around here. But yes. I did a show out there, and we got to go. It, it, it feels so it's magical. different. It's it magical. Is. It is. So did y'all get to go into Club 33? Oh my gosh, I have a whole story about that. <gasps> Do you? Oh my gosh. That. Will you please story. tell a Club 33 story? I'll tell a okay, Club first... 33 story before I give my pro tip. Okay, are you sure? I mean, sure? after I give my pro okay, tip. Okay, yes, give your pro tip. My pro tip is ride my favorite ride at Disneyland. It is filled with so much joy. Okay. Every person that works in this ride is so fun. They're okay. the only people doing actual manual labor in Disneyland for a ride. And you will miss it every single time unless you look for it. Okay. It doesn't even have like a name. It's just canoes. You can get, <laughs> get in canoes? actual canoes uh-huh. and row around the Adventure Island place, like <gasps> Frontierland. Yeah. Where you, Bob Goff has his office. Do you know who sure, he does? Yes, he has office yes, hours I've on heard Tom this. Sawyer Island. I've heard yeah. this, which I love. But there's <gasps> there's no machinery. There's nothing. You're actually rowing in canoes. Like we almost tipped at one point. Sure. It was. It's always so much fun. You get a little workout, and everybody that works there is really sweet. And yeah. they sing me a little happy birthday song. Look on Joel's oh, Instagram. That's so on sweet. Okay. So okay, that's my pro tip. Um, so this is my Club Thirty Three story for everyone listening who has never heard of Club Thirty Three. I ready. feel your pain. <laughs> because your girl who grew up in SoCal going know. up to Disneyland going to Disneyland her whole life had no idea what Club 33 was. Okay. So I reached out to a friend who works in Disney animation uh-huh. and I said, Hey, um, for Joel's birthday, can you get help us get some dinner reservations? He was like, Great, did you have a place in mind? And I was like, you know, when you ride Pirates of the Caribbean, there's this little restaurant that looks so cute. I would love to go there. I've uh-huh. always wanted to go there. He's like, Great. I will get you reservations. Text back saying, I got you reservations at a place called Club 33. Is that okay? And I said, um, <laughs> what's, I mean, what's, like, what's the deal? Like, oh, is the food good? And he's like, that. he's like, well, the food, yeah, the food's pretty good. I, I think you would really enjoy it. And I was like, oh, um, well, the thing is I've, like, always wanted to go to this no. cute little restaurant that's, like, with the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Uh-uh. Let's do the other one. So he canceled it. The next day, I see my friend, Jordan, who is a Disney, Disneyland fanatic. Yeah. She has Cinderella's castle tattooed on her back. That's ex- that's, that's She's very extreme. Yeah, very that's extreme. extreme. <laughs> I was like, I respect why did you do it, but that? okay. Why did you do that? Um, and so I tell her this story because she's just asking, how's Disney plans going? And when I told her that Club 33 was canceled, she started crying. No. Literally crying. And I said, what oh is gosh. going on? And she was like, Mariah, this is the biggest mistake of your life. Maybe. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
come to find out it's this, you know, thing that like, you know, you got to be a billionaire to be a part of Literally. it. And it's, you I know, think the wait list is like six years and your first payment is something like $50,000. Yes. For real. Precisely. It's precisely. unbelievable. And you have to pay that every year to keep yes. your membership. So I did not know this little detail. And so. But how was that pirate's dinner? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Girl, I mean, it is cute that it's right in the middle of the ride. You're not wrong. I was so. But you missed out on like a four course meal. Oh, I know. It is the. But you know, every Disney park has a Club Thirty Three somewhere. The original Disneyland has the OG one, obviously, because that's that. Yeah, that is the one that Walt was in. But. Y'all can go to Disney World, Epcot. They all have a Club 30. It's, yeah, see, I didn't know. But There's now, a lot to learn on TikTok if you'd like now, to learn more. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can learn on TikTok. Moving along before I start crying again about yeah. the Club 33 mistake <laughs> and the regrets of my life. Someone give them another chance. Give <gasps> the small boats another chance. Please. Um, the day after my birthday, my best friend organized a dinner with all of my childhood friends oh, who wow. I stay very connected with. Um, and we went to Dim Sum because yes. Bao is my favorite. Yes. And then we went to Korean karaoke. Oh, which that's if so you fun. have never <laughs> done Korean karaoke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it's so good. It was great. Yeah. Was it a big year or is this just a normal year? 29. Okay, I great. think every year is a big year. I agree with you. I very much believe in birthday celebrations being over the top as I much love as possible. Birthdays. Because you're like, this one day, I get to talk about you all day. You are the thing that happened today. But you know what's funny is like, it's to me, it's more about getting your favorite people together. Yes, and totally. Nothing makes me happier than when people from my different worlds oh, come together friends. and become friends. When my friends become friends with my friends. When Mariah, your friends become friends with I your friends. I cannot deal. It's. It's Why the is best. it so joyful? Oh, it just, if they ever fall in love, I am, I am undone. I am unable to recover. It's the best. I mean, I have set up three different marriages. So there's Tell something. I know. There's something <laughs> to this. I don't know what it is. But when we love, when people find love, yes. it's just. Yes. Yes. And on birthdays, that's when all your crowd gets together. Yeah. And so, yeah, when we have yeah. birthdays around here, I, it, it's the best. Party. I just, I love celebrating people. And I love my birthday because I'm like, yeah. that is when we can make our people be in the same place. Yes. They're See, it's very right. altruistic. When people ask me my yes. favorite holiday. I, my 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 authentic answer is my birthday, but I don't say that if they don't know me because then they're going to think I'm like, just oh, selfish. Tell us more, yeah. But it's honestly because we want our friends to become friends, friends with, with each other. Friends. I love it so much. Agreed. Okay, let's just make our friend groups meet in every way. That's yes. what we're going to do. That's why lunch with Angela was so fun because she thought yeah. she was making her friends become friends with a friend. She didn't know we were already friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best part. Okay. <laughs> All right. I love you. I can't wait for people to hear and see live at the quarry. It's there. These songs are such a gift. What a gift. It's going to inspire a ton. Not, I, I want to say to you, it will not just inspire people in their lives. I think it will inspire people in their art. Oh. And and that is yeah. that is a multiplication. That is a gospel thing. Because mm-hmm. that's a multiplication that we can't control. Mm-hmm. So, well mm-hmm. done, you. Thank you. Oh, you guys, don't you just love her? Oh, she's the best. Oh, I just adore her. Be sure to grab her new EP, Live from the Quarry, available on all streaming platforms. And have you heard the new song with her and Joel together called Worth? Oh, y'all, yes. Please, please immediately go listen to it. And go follow her on Instagram, all the places, so you can tell her thanks for being on the show. 
If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. What sounds fun to me today... Oh, we just are still celebrating Craig, our prince at the office, getting engaged. So what sounds fun to me is talking some more about that with our team. So that's what sounds fun to me. Y'all have a great couple of days. We'll see you back here on Wednesday, observing Veterans Day with a fascinating new friend, Jeff Strucker. We'll see you guys then. Yeah.